0: You're listening to Team Talk on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. Man, I might have to go look into some futures bets on the Dolphins the way this is going. Between the Final Four with University of Miami and Florida Atlantic, the Heat and Panthers, Eastern Conference champions, now the Marlins are 10 games over, 500. Something's going on down there, <laughs> down in South Florida. And I'll tell you actually what it is, Scott. I'll tell you exactly what it is. This all happens after I leave. So, you know, maybe we might need to do it does. we might need to do some kind of social experiment where like I go on a sabbatical and see if the Lobos win a Mountain West championship just to really do this as a as a test because all the all the good things that happen happen after I leave after I leave the place whether it's LeBron going to Miami and winning championships or teams making the playoffs and now apparently there's uh, uh, the, the the sports gods are smiling on that part of the country right now. So, we'll see what we can do about that.
1: So you're talking about Florida. What about your ties to Minneapolis and, you know, Minnesota and that part of the world? Uh You know, I guess the Vikings did some stuff.
0: Yeah. Uh I that that's that that's about the only that that's about the only one off was uh the year of the the Minneapolis Miracle, but you know, hey uh, it, it's it, it's not a championship. It's not actually winning anything, so right. it, it it doesn't count anyway. Sour number three, Team Talk, ESPN Radio, 101.7. The team, Sam Hauser, Scott Galetti, taking you till 7 o'clock tonight. So it's not comfortable territory by any means, but it's getting to be familiar and a little bit too familiar territory at this point for Frank Vogel before he's coached his first game with the Phoenix Suns because, yes, Frank Vogel, is, until the end of time, an NBA championship winning head coach. But let's be honest, the real highlights of his time in L.A. was Magic Johnson going on first take and throwing Rob Palenka under the bus. And Rob Palenka wanted to throw Magic Johnson under the bus. And Jeannie Buss is doing who in the world knows what. Nobody really knows who's in charge of that team. And Frank vocal has been in Phoenix for five seconds. And it's already happening. So, I mean, you talk about, I leave places... Things go well. This seems to be following Frank Vogel <laughs> to Phoenix. With uh, again, he just got there. Matt, uh, Matt Ishbia wants to be in charge of that team. I said it when he got hired, and I'm going to say it again. Not an enviable position to James Jones. I don't know that I want to be. Uh, he's still a young GM. I mean, he wasn't even playing that long ago when he won his third championship with, Le- with LeBron as a player in Cleveland. He's still a young executive. I don't know that I want to be tying my future to this shenaniganry that's going on right now between Matt Ishbia wanting to actually be GM as a guy who's just getting into basketball ownership and now not even Bradley Beal. We'll talk about the Bradley Beal trade here in a second, but the, the what's going down in the last 24 hours, Scott, with Chris Paul. I'm telling you, th- this doesn't happen unless somebody's just got that attached to them, and it follows them, and it creates drama wherever they go. Where Chris Paul first, Chris Paul go- goes on. I think it was Good Morning America that he went on to talk about the trade and how he found out about it. But na- then also in doing a sit down interview with the with the New York Times, part of what came out of that interview was Chris Paul citing Isaiah Thomas as a reason when he was moved. From first from Phoenix to Washington and likely going to be to the Clippers. But Paul's citing Isaiah Thomas as is a reason he was moved. Interesting, since, is- since Matt Ishbia told reporters in February that Isaiah Thomas has no role with the team. So I asked the question again, <laughs> who's in charge around there? Enjoy your time, Frank Vogel. Enjoy that, Phoenix fans. That's what Frank Vogel's cursed, and that's what he brought to you.
1: So the Chris Paul saga. Where is he now? I mean, the Bradley
0: Beal. Technically, Bradley Beal. I mean, he may have flown out to Phoenix already, but I don't think the deal's been one hundred percent finalized. So nobody's actually gone anywhere yet. But the expectation is Chris Paul's going to go to Washington, and then they're going to flip him and send him to the Clippers.
1: So he's going to go back to the Clippers by way of Washington. That was the confusing part. That last element I hadn't heard. All I th- knew was that he was going to Washington, and I'm thinking, well, that's probably not good for him, but if he's going back to L.A., hey, a lot of people feel that's where he belonged with the Clippers, injured or not.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, that has to be just the most sad, decrepit big three in the history of sports. Chris Paul, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard. Who's going to play more games together? Here's here's a little fun game let's play, it and I know we're getting off topic here. Who's going to play more games together, Scott? The big three in Brooklyn with uh, with with Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving? Or this three with the Clippers with Chris Paul, <laughs> Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard? Who's going to play more games together?
1: Uh, well, because I don't I mean, think it's going to be an easy I mean, answer I'm, to that question. I mean, they're broken up, but I would say all, all total, I would say the... Uh, the, uh, the the trio in Brooklyn probably more because that 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 Clippers bunch gets injured just by looking at a basketball and what was that like
0: 13 games they played together it was less than 20.
1: It was less than 20. So, yeah. So that's I, where we've God, set the bar. That, that is a low bar to set, and that's not a good bar to set. But, yeah, you're talking about three guys in L.A. who are very injury prone. And the worst part about it, they're injury prone at the wrong time of the season. You know, there's injuries all over the league, but when you have it all come at playoff time, pretty much traditionally, that's not a good sign. And you don't know if it's like just a. A freak injury that time of year? You're getting tired? Is it because you're tired that time of the year? Are you worn down? Do you have to have uh you know, load management and only play like twenty games out of the regular season? What is it?
0: We're gonna find out all of that here as as as, as the off season goes along, and obviously once we get into the season, but by all accounts, Bradley Beal is going to Phoenix to team up with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker and probably you and me as <laughs> as right. 4 5 and 6 and 7 and 8 and the looney tunes from space jam will be on the end of that bench. I mean this uh, it's a legitimate concern. Like it's not even to 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 on the situation and always be negative and always be the contrarian, but these are the questions that you have to ask that you better have an answer to and that all of this had better come together if you're continuing to just sacrifice your depth for for uh, for for the start, for this three for three of your starting five you can have the best starting five in the league but what we're seeing and what we're seeing now is what's translating to championships is the way that these teams are are being built and the suns are just doing that in reverse right now and all it does it puts more pressure on those three guys it puts more pressure on the team to win it's gonna it puts more pressure on and I mean I don't think he cares but it puts more pressure on Matt Ishbia on Frank Vogel whether he signed up for that or not you're you're boxing yourself in in a way that the numbers that that history just shows doesn't work and especially I uh, look I'm willing to give Frank Vogel a chance. I may may have been a little bit too harsh on him the day he got hired. I'm glad I'm not a Suns fan because I wouldn't feel particularly great about it. But if we are going to go back to this game of let's put together a big three and go win a championship, it's not even just the guys on the floor. It's the guy who's in charge of the guys on the floor who matters as much as the guys on the floor. And... There's a reason why, more often than not, it doesn't work out. I mean, like, we could talk about the teams that had these big threes, whether it was, you know, the Knicks tried it, the Lakers tried it, you know, the Mavericks have tried it, all these teams have tried it. The one common denominator go look at who the head coaches were who were not equipped to handle what it means to coach a big three. And yes, Frank Vogel did have LeBron and Anthony Davis with the Lakers in the bubble when they won in 2020. But that team was not losing that series. I I mean, if you thought this Miami team did not deserve to be in the finals or be competitive, that team was broken. I mean, Frank Vogel had nothing to do with that.
1: Number one, Sam, I look up a piece on Bradley Beal, and the first thing that I see is Stephen A. not sold on the Suns after the Bradley Beal trade. And then I look at the numbers. Bradley Beal only played 50 games this year. Mm-hmm. He averaged 23 points. The year before that, only 40. year before that, 60. The year before that, 57. And the two years before that, 82. So he falls right in line of the Chris Pauls of the world who, well, you may see him and you may not. Yeah, I just think we're a few years too late on
0: on the hype that's being put on this trade. Like, if, if this was 2019, 2020 even – I'd be much more inclined to, to jump on this one.
1: Like it, it's Well, 2020-2021, he averaged 31, so that was good. The last two years, exactly the same, 23.2, uh, 10 games fewer a year ago than this year, but still. Not a lot of games, but 23 points, that's good. And just under 7 assists a couple of years ago, and just under 6 assists this year.
0: I was surprised to learn that he's only 29. I I felt like he was older, but it's just because he only played one year at Florida and has been with the Wizards for for over a decade, forever. But he's, yeah. he's only tw- he's 29. He turns 30 in about a week and a half. So happy belated birthday or happy early birthday, I should say, right. Bra- Bradley Beal. But if this was a couple of years ago, I, I I think we're having a different conversation. It really does matter. I mean, you could make the argument that he was playing. Uh, that he was pl- that the level of basketball that he was playing in Washington wasn't particularly uh, hard on his body. They weren't exactly playing the highest level of competitive basketball with the Wizards, and you can kind of and you can make a case for counterbalancing how long he's been there with the fact that he hasn't played much high leverage basketball. But the injuries still the injuries still speak for themselves. And yeah, yeah, I mean, you I mean you bring up Chris Paul, they're bringing in somebody. To, so that doesn't happen. Where the Suns lose Chris Paul for the most important series of the season against the Nuggets, you're bringing in somebody so that doesn't happen. He's got his own injury history, and you're just continuing to give away more of your depth to fill in for that guy.
1: The only difference between him and Chris Paul, I mean, He was healthy, younger. He was well, younger, and he was, I think, more of a prolific scorer than Chris Paul. But Chris Paul brings so many tangibles that I kind of was jokingly thinking today. Once they got rid of Chris Paul, they've already got four to five losses because don't, of what he brings to the table. Just the intangibles. Don't get me wrong. On
0: paper, this is uh, on paper. This is a good spot for Phoenix. He he fills a very important role that the Suns need. But you're just not leaving. But he's
1: not that glue guy that Chris Paul was. Chris Paul didn't need to score a point to be a major factor on that team. That's what a a lot of people don't realize. Well, yeah, no, he did not have to score a point. This guy's going to have to score, and he will as long as he's healthy. But he's got to score more than Chris Paul, and then you got to hope that it, you know uh, the other guys help bring the intangibles. Because Devin Booker became the ball handler after the injury of Chris Paul. But let's face it, Devin Booker's a scoring machine, so you don't want to take the ball out of his hands. Uh, you know, in terms of just bringing the ball up to court. You know, he's not a facilitator; he's a finisher. Chris Paul was everything. So losing that guy, to me, uh, they may be a very, very good team. They may contend for an NBA title, but I think they lose a bunch by getting rid of their glue guy.
0: And that's going to be the next step for the team. This was ESPN NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski on the process that's going to continue for the Suns in that regard. I think this is going to be an anomaly. I think you see the way Denver built a championship team, the way they're maintaining it through the draft, couple really smart trades, Aaron Gordon kind of was the final piece, drafted well, developed, bring Bruce Brown in. He helps put you over the top. The top-heavy teams, that certainly was an era in the NBA. I think before we make a judgment on what this Suns team is going to be, let's see how they build out this roster in this offseason. Maybe this situation is going to be a magnet for veteran minimum players who can come in and they can build out some depth uh, but we'll know better once we get into July. And that's that's how this is going to have to be. I mean, they don't have much choice at this point. You're going to have to find the the Mike Millers and the Shane Battiers of of the world that are going to fill out this roster just to mm-hmm. have just to have twelve guys on just to have twelve guys out there, just to have bodies. And the Suns did get a couple of guys back, uh, a couple of physical human being form people back in this trade from from Washington. But that was on the top of the priority list anyway. That was that, or you know, at least it should have been. We don't. I have no idea. I don't. I have no idea how Matt Espia uh, thinks or operates. But in theory, does anybody? It, no, and I don't think he does either. Like that. That's <laughs> that's the other part of this. Is he's the, the man's playing two K right now, which he's totally inclined to do because it's his money and his team, and he gets to do whatever he wants with it. But he's coming right. in to the NBA and playing two K front office mode right now, and just really pigeonholing himself into a corner where this has to work but that was on the top of the priority list for the Suns this offseason anyway was they had to right. continue to fill out the roster and now that goes to another level you brought up uh, you, you brought up the, the the big difference between Chris Paul and Bradley Beal where Chris Paul can have 10 12 assists a game and have a huge impact on it Bradley Beal's a scorer you're bringing in a guy who is a scorer To go alongside with Devin Booker and all the things that he can do on both ends of the floor and score from just about anywhere. Kevin Durant, when he's healthy, can do the same things, and then Bradley Beal can be the one that if the if all the attention's on those two, he can be the guy that can get that that can fill up the statute. He can be the scorer. And I'm not saying that in a pejorative way, but Mm -hmm. that's what they brought him in to do was to be that pure scorer to take some of the attention, either, either take some of the attention off Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, or to capitalize on the attention that's on the two of them. But at the same time, though, I, I mean, look, if we had done, if we flash forward to June of 2024, I don't think this is, I mean, to me, this is an even less appealing offer, but I really would have given some serious consideration, and I would be genuinely curious how much consideration was given to just simply running it back with with uh, with Devin Booker and Kevin Durant at the front of the team. Because I think we learned a lot about how they tried to make that dynamic work with the two of them in a very short window, which was made even shorter by Kevin Durant's freak ankle injury in a warm-up line at the end of the regular season. But they were trying to cram all that in in the dynamic of, how is this going to go? And what we saw was nine times out of ten, Kevin Durant was deferring to Devin Booker. Yes, so, he was. So by the time the the Nuggets playoff series comes around and Booker's ankle is hurt and he's just not the same guy, there wasn't that that headspace for Kevin Durant to take over the offense and to be that guy that really the Suns brought him in to be as well. And so that's all to say, I mean, I guess, I mean, I I, I, I guess if there was ever a time maybe it would be now where you're using this offseason to figure out the dynamic between Booker and Durant and I guess what's one more on top of that. If we're going to do it now, let the three of them work together instead of the two of them work together. But I really would have been inclined to let the two of them figure it out and then just continue to build the roster around them rather than bringing in another expensive player with the no-trade clause that gives you even less options to build out the roster. Because that's why the Suns lost. Jock Landell was your starting five. You want to have five Jock Landells on the team now? By all means, Sh- man. Sure.
1: Why Go not? for it.
0: It's your team. Do whatever you want with it. But just know that, that that's that's what's, that's what's headed your way. Five Jock Landells.
1: Well, here's the scary thing, uh, Sam. Last year... Or this past season. And I don't, to, season. I don't
0: mean to speak negatively about Jock Landell. I mean, the man, I mean, he actually, he, he was the Suns' best center in the, in that series he against was. Denver. I don't even want to, I don't mean, I don't want to be pejorative to the man, but fu- that, that level of player where most of the country, and, and I'm sure there are some Suns fans too that learned about Jock Landell for the first time, that's what I'm
1: getting at. Yeah, there's probably season ticket holders that didn't know who he was, so that's a scary thing. But Chris Paul actually played nine more games than Beal this past season, and 25 games more the year before. And you're replacing Chris Paul, you know, in essence because he's kind of injury prone. But uh, uh, the problem with Chris Paul is he missed a lot of playoff games. Well, a lot
0: of playoff games. I mean, Chris Paul has been about as durable as a, as you can ask a 38 year old to be.
1: Well, in 2021, he played 70 games then yeah. 65 and 59. The last time he played a full season was with the Clippers in 2014, 2015. Yeah, but, I mean, nobody but plays
0: f- full seasons anymore.
1: No, they don't. But, uh, you know, w- when you look at the postseason, though, this year was, he hampered him. He only played seven games. Last year he played 13, the previous season 20. But you don't want your – You know, one of your best players and one of your glue guys going down to injury during the playoffs, which is kind of the Paul George uh, fiasco in L.A. Every time playoff time comes, um, is Paul George here? Uh, Anybody? Bueller? (laughs) Paul George? Anyone? Because you never know if he's going to be there or not. And that's the bad thing. Injuries happen. But you you always wonder why they happen when they happen. Is it just the grind of the season that wears these players out? Is it a freak thing that... You know, it's just an injury that wow, don't know how that happened. Well, Paul George's I, I've, was. I've never, I've never understood. Yeah, uh, this year it was.
0: Paul George's was. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm t- this season, t- but I
1: mean, like other seasons, well, like he disappears uh, for other reasons. I mean, well, I mean, but when, this year, yeah, he's got a, he's got an excuse this year. Most that of them that was bad.
0: A good number of them have been. I mean, when his knee almost exploded practicing with <laughs> Team USA, that oh, was a fr- that was a freak yeah. thing. And I mean, you know, I hate to pull out the look at me, Louie, but you know, I'm, I'm sitting. Ten feet away from uh, from Crypto. dot com Arena, watching this was which is still just so wild when this when this happens. He's he's up in the air and his leg gets tangled up with with the defender on him from Oklahoma City and 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 their season's just over after that. Russell Westbrook becomes their best player.
1: Right. No. I mean, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how all these pieces come together. But I'm really surprised. In Washington, making the deal and then sending Paul to L.A. What are they getting in the return for that? A draft pick?
0: Well, nobody. I mean, nobody wants to pay Chris Paul. Like I don't blame the Clippers or the the Wizards one bit. Nobody wants. Nobody wants that no, contract. I mean, the Suns didn't exche- want but, that but, contract. But, but,
1: exche- but in exchange for Beal, what are they ultimately getting if they're giving away Chris Paul to the Clippers? Yeah,
0: some uh, some some of the the details are still being finalized, and that is one of them. What? The wizards would get from L. We'll, A. We'll, we'll get some, you know, we'll get some clarification.
1: Beal, they're giving something up, so they right. got to get something.
0: All this boils down to is that it has to work. You are already at the point where it had to work and it didn't with Chris Paul, where you took on that contract with the hope of putting him with Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton would give you a championship, and that didn't work, and now you're doubling down of this has to work. That's a, That's my that, that's my biggest concern here. It's, it has nothing to do with Bradley Beal. I, I, made, I made the comparison to when the Rams won the Super Bowl. The Rams make all those trades, and the, the, the narrative the entire season is it has to work. It's Super Bowl or bust. It's even more NBA. It's even more championship or bust now than it was for the Suns even a month ago. Well, uh, okay, I should say two questions: that one of how is this going to work, and two, who in the who's playing defense on that team? This is already a Frank Vogel team. Like Frank Vogel teams don't play defense outside of when he had Alex Caruso
1: in the bubble. Who's playing defense on this team? The Suns Who plays defense under Frank Vogel. Does Vogel even know what the word means? The Suns he knows f- offense, but he uh, eh? the Suns yeah, defense s- isn't a high point. The Suns better be
0: scoring 130 a game, man. I'm telling, like, uh, unless I mean, unless they just uh, unless. And you look
1: like Frank Vogel's an offensive genius. If that happens, well, nobody so questions. I'm, I'm sure everyone would be happy about that.
0: Nobody questions Frank Vogel led teams' offensive prowess. No, they
1: don't. It's just
0: who's playing defense. <laughs> you know, exactly. We're, we're spending all this money anyway. Matt Ishby is playing 2K in the front office. Maybe he'll just go bring in, you know, he'll outbid the Warriors for Draymond and there's going to be your defense. I mean, I wouldn't put it past him at this point.
1: Well, the bottom line is Ishby is putting all the pressure on himself. He jettisoned a very popular coach. Now they've jettisoned a very popular player in Chris Paul. They're bringing in what should be a popular player as long as he's healthy and uh, Beal, but uh, it, it's going to be very interesting because if they don't get to the promised land this year, Sam, that fan base is going to be very, very bitter.
0: That's what happens when expectations come up on your team, and now we're in that window of expectations on the Suns, and what are they going to do with it?
1: And that's a town where the Suns can do no wrong because that's their number one pro team you know, the Cardinals are nice, uh, the D-backs are nice, D-backs even won a World Series, but the Suns own that town.
0: It's Team Talk, ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team. He's Scott Galetti, I'm Sam Houser. Coming up next, one of the things in sports that never ceases to amaze me is the way people don't learn from their mistakes. There's one staring you in the face right now. We'll tell you who's got that story going on for him when we come back here. Team Talk, ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team.